It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how we keep from going under. A concrete jungle, that is. And today, Brooklyn, we have the perfect guest to provide another perspective on what our concrete jungle sounds like. A melodic blend of hard-edged rock riffs, gritty drums, roaring vocals, and fiery lyrics, Caretaker, born from the ashes of several former Brooklyn bands, ushers in a new wave of hip, rock, soul. Three styles that our very own borough has helped to raise and nurture in this music world. And the best part is that the band Caretaker is actually fronted by none other than a real life nanny. Yep. I am your host, Queen God Is, and on this episode of B-Side, we are sending a special shout out to all you BK nannies out here providing safety and lullabies for all the neighborhood children. Oh, and very special shout out to the Godfathers, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five for that opening classic hip-hop quotable. Now, to the rest of you, hurry up and finish that homework, get out your snack, kick back, and relax for another rockin' ride on B-Side. I would love for you each to just go around, introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about where you're from. You can throw in your favorite color if you like, um, and then we'll keep it going. I'm Erin, Erin Nora Pelnat. I'm from upstate New York, but I've been here for eight years. Hi, Eva. Hi. Where are you from? Eva. I'm from Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> what part of Brooklyn, Eva? Cartslope. All right. Cartslope. Do they have a hand sign? I don't think so. Let's okay. pray that they don't. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I don't have a favorite color. Who's this handsome man in the back? I am Chris. Hey, I'm wearing Chris. a white hat. I'm from Manhattan. Uh, I'm Alex. Uh, my favorite color is red. And I'm from Rockland. And last but not least? Hey, uh, I'm Damien. I'm from Australia and from Brisbane, which is on the East Coast. Uh, I've been here for almost five years. I met. Aaron and Eva through City College. That's where we all went. And through them, I met Chris. Chris went to school with Eva. And Alex was introduced to me through Eva. So.
caretaker is like the Voltron of <laughs> previous incarnations of a band. Fill us in on how you went from whatever you would, whatever bands you were part of before, how you looked into each other's eyes and said, you are the one now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris and I are in another band together called Sister Helen, and we've had that band together since we were like 14 years old. Oh. And we're, that band is breaking up soon. We're not totally broken up yet, um, but our singer is moving to Istanbul. So Chris plays guitar in that band, but he's been playing drums for a long time. And me and Erin used to live together okay. in Harlem, and she had another band called Gene Fight, where she did some of these songs, but in like a different way. Okay. Um, and then Erin wants to start, like kind of get that same sort of thing happening again. So she asked me if I would play bass and asked me if I knew any good drummers. And I said, we should get Chris, because he was playing drums. wasn't playing at drums in that many bands. I think the only one was like a punk band, which is like a very different thing. And then Damien had subbed in Aaron's old band a couple times, but I insisted that she get him also, because he's, he's good. Yeah. I really and wanted to play drums, but that was vetoed <laughs> very yeah. soon. Yeah, he wanted Chris to play guitar, and he wanted to play drums, but... I haven't played in 12 years. How hard could it be? <laughs> So we had Sister Helen, and then we had Jean fight, and yeah. then that we extracted pieces from that. And then Alex, you are a guitarist in your own right. You've actually played with other artists, which we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. Did you come from another band, um, or how did you make your way into this? Uh, nah, I just got a call one day to check these guys out at a rehearsal, and I heard one of the songs I think we're gonna play tonight, and I was oh. like, oh, It was magic. Yeah. I asked okay. Alex, because he had set in um, with another band that I'm in, um, whose name I can't say, but um, and he sounded really good. And so I, yeah, okay. I thought we should give him a whirl. Can't say their name, but y'all were good, whoever you are. It rhymes, <laughs> it rhymes with duck squad. Good luck squad. Oh, good luck squad. And you know, the producer just actually told me that in my ear, so I have like secrets. So good luck, we can't say it. Okay, good. All right, well, what about the people who've never heard of you before? How would you classify, describe, in whatever way you can be as creative as you want or as succinct as you want, what would you tell them that would intrigue them to now want to get to know you? Well, when Erin approached me to like start this band, she told me she wanted to be in like like a band that like rocks out and like punches walls and okay. like breaks stuff. <laughs> and and so I was yeah. all about that. And then when Damien got on, like that was maybe a year ago when we were like starting to plot this and we were all really into the Tame and Paula album Currents. Obsessed, and so actually. we are, okay. yeah, so we all like started writing these songs as like being like heavier rock songs. And then Damien especially just started like filtering them more and more through the lens of like, well, why don't we try making them like more synth pop? So it started becoming like so rock, heavy rock songs. Synth pop. Like, yeah. Okay. Rock synth pop with grungy drums, like I said before. And for those of you who liked what they were doing before, we're sorry. Some change is good.
eyes, you will find that it's all right. And if you swallow your pride, you will find that it's all right. If you stare at its eyes, you will find that it's all right. If you swallow your pride, you will find that it's all right. If you stare at its eyes, you will find that it's all right. Um, so we know that Aaron, you are a nanny. That's right. Right, and real. This is how you pay the bills and sure make is. studio sessions happen. <laughs> how do? Other than that, this is New York City, and particularly Brooklyn, the land of the bands. Right, yeah, people yeah. make their way from everywhere to come here to either find a band, to get their band restarted, rebooted, or to make a name for themselves across the world. Yep. Um, and there's all kinds of names in that yeah. process, and that becomes your brand. Yeah. So Caretaker is your brand, and I think this is a special night because we are with you, asking you questions, interviewing, doing this show as you are emerging yeah. anew. Yeah, let's talk about how, how are you establishing a brand under the name Caretaker, um, especially right now, this being very new. A brand. And why? Outside of just being a nanny, it's also kind of a lifestyle, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, um, <laughs> and it's not just me doing it either. I'm not like the only one who's caring and trying to take care. I mean, we got daddy over here. Like, I'm, I'm not caring. <laughs> you are though. <laughs> Darian's one of the most aloof Mr. people like, of all time. I mean, this is very clear. He's the only one who could really tell us <laughs> how each of you met <laughs> and when. So whatever, Damien. What, what about the sound is kind of like a, a caretaker? If we could <laughs> There's a lot of anger that. in there. <laughs> oh, that's anger. Sort, of, that's sort of like two sides of a coin of taking care Good, of people. Let's talk about vulnerability that. too. Uh -huh. True. You know, yeah. okay. which I think is a big part of mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. It's interesting in the artist world, you either have one extreme or the other. Artists who are completely aloof, disconnected, have a lot of money and don't relate to any of us. <laughs> or artists who really do feel like their music, their art is a sacrifice or an offering rather yeah. to help heal people, nurture them, transform them, uplift yeah. them. Aaron yeah. and I have had that argument a lot, like what's the point of becoming famous? It always is an argument too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Or like, what's the what's the point of what's the point of becoming famous? Or like, what's the point of making music if you're not trying to reach a lot of people? Like that. Yeah. And when you perform, do you feel like it's landing a connection with people in a way that is more in the caretaker side of things, in the nurturing way? Hugely. I mean, I think the whole get up with this band is kind of, in a sense, we're all caring for each other and like getting out our emotions and what have you, mm -hmm. playing what we're playing. Mm -hmm. And so every time we play a show or even rehearse, I think just the act of us playing together does that. Good. Yeah. Well, let's true. dig a little bit deeper. There's an artist um, some of you may know um, from UK, electronic musician, who uses the title The Caretaker. Um, how are you as a band in 21st century United States going to distinguish yourself? from all the other bands, and particularly the people who may be using some portion of this name? Oh, that's a good question. Part of what sets us apart, at least from a lot of bands that I listen to, is just that there's a lot of different input from a, a lot of, like a wide variety of people who value different things in music, but there's also a really heavy editing process okay. that works to try and make the music kind of listenable to 
to a person who likes any one of those styles of music exclusively. So you're saying that your process of creation is the thing that sets you, like how these things actually come together, how well, these I think decisions are the made? The process of creation is what every band is, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, I mean, if you're interested in seeing a band perform live or listen to their record, I mean, what you're hearing is the product of their creative sure. process. I think what it sounds like you're saying, it's through these mediation type symbiosis, yeah. respectful processes is where you get your sound. And that's yeah. different from how some bands get there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's really hard to say like, well, what sets a band apart? Cause yeah. that was also something, I think we even tossed around as a name was nothing new under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tricky. Like, yeah. Cause there really isn't, there's only so much that you can do with this format. I think we all went to school for jazz, too. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is weird. And I think that we have it. It's the rock band that is trained in jazz. Down Way Down. What is Down Way Down about? It's kind of about my parents. <laughs> oh, I would not have guessed that. Are they here? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, ha I have really good parents. Uh, it's basically just about how they uh, showed their love for me as I was a child growing up and uh, the things that they each separately gave to me. I mean, I got real specific, but it's much more broad. I love the sound, and I like all kinds of music, but I, you know, I tend to lean towards certain things more than others, depending on the mood. With particularly rock music, in which there's lots of instrumentation, during the performances, it's not always easy to catch for me all of the lyrics. I want to talk about um, what are some of the themes that pop up in your work, and overall message, what do you want your fans to walk away with? Oh. I'm a real uh, hopeless romantic, mm -hmm. and I uh, <laughs> most of my songs are about love. It sounds cliche, and I know that, but you know, um, I think that what I look for when I listen to music is something that I can just relate to. And mm -hmm. I think that any experience that I've gone through, mm -hmm. whether how it's specific or broad, or you know, completely devastating, mm -hmm. or like, <laughs> um, I think that anyone can put that to their, something else that happened to them in their own life. At your live shows, do you feel like the audience is relating to the raw emotion, to the melodies, or do you feel like they're actually cluing into the lyrics and the words? I do feel like that because um, I've, been, I've had the audience members come up to me after and tell me that they got the feels. You know, I've had people, positive reactions from the understanding of what I'm saying. Who amongst you considers himself a poet in any way, shape, or form? Alex, good, yeah. Um, Alex, do you do any songwriting at all? Or? A little bit, tiny bit. A little bit. bit. And then as far as the poetry that you claim, is it more for journals or do you kind of put... Yeah, journals. Journals. Mm, songwriting okay. bits, bits of songwriting. Well, what people might not know about Alex is Alex has also guest appeared, or probably played with other people, but uh, most notably for me is um, an artist named Big Baby Dram which stands for Does Real Ass Music. Yeah, that's a homie. And there's a song that Dram has with a little-known person named Erica Badu. 
Um, and so you played on that, so great for that. Dram is kind of more kind of neo alternative soul, I would say. Um, but Dram also has a song called Caretaker. Did you know this? So there's some interesting <laughs> symbiosis that's happening. Yes. Well, how could I have been been wrong? Just look at me. Kick to the curb. My head's disturbed. I'll never say sorry. yourself and is it bad for your health only if you don't end up here in front of the mirror Caretaker, um, the synth pop rock band with some twinges of like hip soul in there. I, I, the bass line brings that in for me. This question actually is uh, from our producer and it says, uh, so often young musicians are stereotyped as people who are just like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my life, so I'm going to join a band. On a scale of one to 10, how serious were you when you first picked up an instrument and decided to be a part of any musical experience? Maybe like a six. It was just something I could just do. Like mm -hmm. my parents got me into it when I was about five and I, I had a really good ear for it so it just came really naturally and I didn't really think twice about it. Mm -hmm. Like. I'm one of those weird kids that didn't go to kindergarten or preschool. Oh, you so just skipped I, it all. I would just sit at home all day <laughs> like playing oh. and then then when school started yeah just strange first grade but it was just always something I could just do. Damien now on a scale of one to ten how serious are you? Or I would like to be a one in the sense that mm. if I take things too seriously like it takes too much of an emotional toll on me and like I can't enjoy it as much as when I'm uh, you know, taking it less seriously. Now that doesn't mean that I don't care or like okay. I'm not putting all of my resources into it or my my effort and skills into it. It just, yeah, it, it, I, I'm pretty neurotic. So like the less neurotic I can be in mindset mm -hmm. in approaching this, the, the better, better it is. That is everyone. a phenomenal answer. 
balance. And you know that if you are neurotic or if you are someone who needs more balance, right, yeah. that you have to, maybe your approach to this band, to this craft, should be on the more lighthearted side so that with the ups and the downs, the failures, the successes, it doesn't weigh so heavy on your soul that you either break or want to quit. I, that's an interesting perspective. So I hope the people, musicians at home who are watching kind of took something from that. Do you think Kanye would call you a genius? Uh, <laughs> you can, we'll, we'll save that for another. Think about it though, think about it. <laughs> um, for the rest of you, let's talk about if you were not doing this, what would you be doing? Or maybe answer it by saying, what was the craziest job you've ever had to put food on the table? I worked retail for a while. Chris, <laughs> Chris worked retail. Yeah, I did retail. I want to be a baseball player. Uh, it's not okay. going to happen, so I think I'll stick with music. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go Cubs? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's family. All right, Go well, Cubs. we're going to come back to this question for the rest of you. Um, Chris used to do retail, Yeah. and um, I think he has been replaced. My eyes a new side Wishing for my silence Oh, how can I compete with fresh meat? But I, well, I still got my dignity. Oh, how I wish I could stay. But even if I did, you wouldn't get Eva, let's come back to you with this question that we had. So uh, another in-house <laughs> show that's produced here at Brick Studios called BK Live recently did a show about wacky jobs, crazy jobs <laughs> that people have. What was one of the craziest jobs that you've ever had or that you might have right now to help fund this dream <laughs> of yours? Um, so for like the, the band that me and Chris um, had before this, like we did a lot of touring and I would book all the tours and do all the tour managing. When a family member of mine suggested, like, well, if you're so good at this, like, why don't you make some money at it? So I went to work at this record label where I was doing that, but then I found out that, like, <laughs> if, you're, if you don't get to go on tour, then it's just spreadsheets. Okay. So I was just miserable all the time. And also, I had a boss who um, wanted me to stalk Jess Sarah Jessica Parker for him. Okay. So that was that was probably the craziest job I ever had, just because I had to I had to keep calling Sarah Jessica Parker's lawyer and her real estate agent. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she didn't answer. So good for her. Wow. wow. Good. I mean, yeah. These I mean, these are the questions that artists have to face. It's like, how much of do you put yourself into something else? And then as an artist, how is it to work advancing the careers of other artists when this yeah. is in your heart? That's, that's tough. And while some of you parents out there are rethinking the qualifications for your next nanny, I totally encourage you to keep an eye and an ear out for this group's next projects and whereabouts. We thank you so much, caretaker, all of you, for hanging out with us and tucking us in with your awesome sounds and skills. We wish you all the best and definitely look forward to hearing more from you very, very soon. I am your host, Queen God is here to remind that not only do good people and good music still exist, but they inspire, transform, uplift, and 
Many of them work and play right here in Brooklyn. Till next time. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Cole, Roe Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.